0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/recommend today. The final domino fell in the NBA coaching carousel uh, world as Masai Ujiri and the Toronto—I Ra- don't know why I said it like that—Masai Ujiri and the Toronto Raptors went in an unexpected direction. And picked a guy who I have to write out how to pronounce his fucking name on my sheet. I don't know him. I know almost nothing about him. And I love the NBA. Darko Ryakovich. Who? Who is that? Exactly. So the Raptors interviewed everyone under the board, ranging from J.J. Redick, what a joke interview, to Steve Nash, what a joke interview. And then they ultimately went with uh, a young assistant with a lot of a success on some teams. He's a Serbian national. He's been coaching since 1996, first in his home country, and then since 2012 in the G League at OKC, Phoenix, Memphis. Why Darko? Let's dig into it. Kind of fascinating why. You do a little research, and it all boils down to To swag. To swag. To swag. Okay, according to friend of show, DeMarco Cole, who covers the Grizzlies, uh, Darko's buzzword is swag. And that's kind of funny, as he says, because every time someone mentions the word swag with the players, you'll get a laugh out of Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Bain or one of those guys, and they're like, oh, my God, Darko says this all the time. Apparently, Darko loves the word swag. He is going to be taking over a team that Nick Nurse... Pretty much stripped all the swag out of. So he's going to have his work cut out for him. And The Raptors are not a team like the Grizzlies doing the gritty. The Raptors are maybe an anti-swag team, not with this roster. In fact, the Athletic dropped an article today about what went wrong at the end of Nick Nurse's tenure, and the problem turned out to be that Masai Ujiri felt that Nurse was not as good as developing young talent as some other people, which turns out to be one of Darko's best traits. With draft picks at a premium in the near future, the Raps currently are now losing a top six protected and two, three, three second rounders in 2024. They're going to need someone who can judge talent and develop talent very quickly, especially European talent. And Darko, Darko's been scouting his little ass off since he was 17 years old. So what's this mean, really, going forward for the Toronto Raptors? Let's be real. If he likes swag, there's going to be a lot of roster movement because Fred Van Fleet's got none. He just opted out, which means he's certainly gone. The team's already all but said that Gary Trent Jr., their swaggiest player, is almost gone. Siakam and OG could also be on the move, leaving this team with only one returning starter, a.k.a. Scotty Barnes, a man who... I don't think swag is the first thing that comes to mind when I hear him. So we have no idea, really, what to expect going forward in Toronto. No one has any idea what this team is going to look like on opening night. No one has any idea how Darko is going to coach. All we know is that he's going to be the coach. And that's, to be fair, not the most encouraging news if you're a Raptors fan. I am reserving judgment. However, Kevin Young, Charles Lee, Sam Cassell probably would have felt better about any one of those three. Let's move on. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Of course, the non-final subject du jour in the NBA is uh, is Scion. He's been getting himself into some trouble lately. The tweets just keep coming, and Zion just keeps sending this bitch more money to get her to shut the fuck up, which makes her tweet even more. Zion, delete your account. Uh, Mariah Mills just will not stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Rockefeller, bang, bang, come on. But I am not here to talk about that. I want to talk about is the multitude of articles that have come out about Zion. And there's one anecdote that I want to concentrate on. Um, That is Zion's connection to Stan Van Gundy, his coach for one season in 2020 in New Orleans. You would probably assume that Zion would have absolutely hated working with Van Gundy. Van Gundy, if you remember, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was watching a Twitter live video, a press conference of Stan Van Gundy, where he banged his fists on the desk, railing on his players, and I knew his days were numbered. He was talking bad about Lonzo. He was talking bad about Eric Bledsoe, and I said to myself, this is a man who's frustrated. Uh, he's Bobby Knight-style, chair-throwing-ass, throwback coach, makes you run. He's like the meaner Tom Thibodeau, the meaner, more cantankerous, like more I'm-going-to-throw-you-under-the-bus-to-the-media Tom Thibodeau. He loves all-day practices. And for a guy like Zion who's not known exactly for his work ethic, a guy who struggles with his conditioning and weight – You know, I wouldn't think that Stan Van Gundy's style would jive with Zion. Jackson Hayes is on record saying that practices that lasted 45 minutes under Alvin Gentry were regularly three hours under Stan Van Gundy. His philosophy, Stan Van Gundy, were that NBA players, not my opinion, his opinion, so I'm just going to make sure I say that, that were so. Stan Van Gundy believed NBA players needed to be run like thoroughbreds in order to be in playing shape, like the anti load management. Van Gundy took over during the NBA pandemic season. He got pissed because the team wasn't practicing enough and often enough, clashed with the head trainer, who was a big proponent of caution, caution, caution. And in the End result, Stan Van Gundy won, and this was literally the first time in his entire lifetime Zion played a complete season under Stan Van Gundy, Mr. Three-Hour Practices himself. Mr. Listen, no more cake, bitch. No more weed, bitch. No, you're spending all your time with me. Idle hands are the devil and the cake's playground. 61 of 72 games Zion played. He was a force. I believe Zion was an all-star that year. And guess what? That's eight more games than Zion has played in his other three seasons combined, sir. Fucking insane. You might ask yourself why, but Van Gundy has an answer. And I think the answer was fascinating. Fascinating to me and I think will be fascinating to you keeping Zion in shape was paramount so this is what Stan Van Gundy said when I got the job I called coach K at Duke I remember him saying to me about Zion Stan the best way to get Zion in shape and get him ready is he needs to play he needs to scrimmage in practice he needs to play in games he needs to play Keeping Zion in shape by making him practice hard seems to have had the only result Zion has ever gotten. Let's be real. In Like, if you're practicing 45 minutes a day and Zion's housing 5,000 calories at breakfast, what you think is about to happen? Although Van Gundy got shit-canned at the end of that season and he's held a grudge over, since over New Orleans, on a broadcast this year, Stan said the Pelicans... Have to figure out what they're doing wrong that they can't keep their players healthy. Mm, 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 mm. Stan, what would you suggest? I bet you all of my Coke Zeros in my fridge and all of the plethora of colorful socks in my cabinet drawer. I bet anything. He says three hour practices five days a week. And the, the wild thing is that Van Gundy's probably not even wrong. The only way to save Zion from himself, the only way to make sure Zion is in good enough shape not to injure himself while playing is to have him playing always something to think about moving forward as shams dropped the bomb today and announced that the new orleans pelicans are going to aggressively pursue a trade to get either the number two or number three pick so they can get scoot henderson they are very interested in moving up because scoot fits perfectly so what does that mean it could mean major changes right because cj mccollum would have to take on a two-guard role, which means now you have issues with CJ. CJ might be on the move because CJ can't play two. can't play defense as a two. And he will need to be a two in order for Scoot to be a one and get those minutes. And then they can't play them both at the same time, and CJ just got an extension. And what it really might mean is that it could mean that Zion is on his way out. Now, it seems crazy to think that that could be the case, but that's been in the rumor mill for a while now that the runoff is is a little frustrated with Zion and the Pelicans can't count on him to be healthy with all the negative press surrounding him with the Mariah Mills thing that might be the thing sends them over might be the thing that sends them over we could see some major changes in New Orleans moving forward we're gonna be on Pelican watch for the entire offseason it would appear that's all the time that we have for the heat check the NBA season is over but the league is going to keep popping because now we got draft. We got free agency. We got the summer league right around the corner. So check out the feed for past episodes and mini episodes which drop not almost every day. They just happen. So don't forget to download, subscribe. Please tell your friends, every single one of them and follow us on social at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Instagram and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, Knuckleheads. We will see you on Friday.